it's time to go back to work. There's a lot to do. We have things to make, stuff to build, cargo to ship, customers to serve. So grab a five-hour energy and get ready. For 16 years, through good times and bad, 5-Hour Energy has been there helping hard-working people get stuff done. It's time to go back to work. Let's roll up our sleeves and get going. For more information and to order online, visit 5hourenergy.com. At JCPenney, we know you miss us, and we miss you. So, what if we said we had a store that's open all day, every day? We do. It's jcp.com or the JCPenney app. Need a swimsuit? We've got them. Something new and cute for summer? Look no further. Exclusive JCPenney brands plus your favorite national brands? Yes and yes. Check our site for the latest coupons. And when you spend $49 or more, standard shipping is free. JCPenney. Exclusions apply. See jcp.com for details. Tony, I'm here with Dave and David. Dave Stevens, David Sterling, I'm Tony Provenanzi. Today, boys, we are at Five Rabbit Cerveceria in lovely, what's it, this Bedford Park, right? Bedford, Bedford, Park, Bedford, Park, Bedford Park, Park, right by SeaKeek Stadium. And why are we here, guys? Well, I mean, we wanted to do a brewery. Yeah. And, I mean, one, it was close by. Yeah, close to the I stadium. Was, it was close to the stadium, but, you know, I wanted something unique. But, I mean, why are we in Chicago this weekend? There's oh, a reason we're sorry. here, right? Isn't there a game tonight? Yeah, maybe? there's a game tonight. Yeah. That's what I thought. Well, and there was a game yesterday, too. That's true. There was a game I, yesterday. I guess, why, yeah. why we are did, we here? We did go to a game And yesterday. we'll talk about that stuff. We'll talk about it later. But. So, um, again, we're here at Five Rabbit Cerveceria. Um, we, of course, are drinking their beers. Uh, what do you got, uh, Sterling? So, I've got the Five Lizard. Mm-hmm. And uh, I th- thought I saw it was... Coriander and lime peel. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You got it. And uh, it's fantastic. I yeah. really like it. It's the same thing I'm having. It's it's good. Yeah, it's nice, crisp. Now I could use maybe fifty degrees. No, wait, no. It's probably fifty, isn't it? Yeah. It's so 50 thirty years. degrees warmer. Yeah. But yeah. you know, well, we're not exactly sitting on a patio enjoying the beer. Well, that's so. true. No, we're in a nice uh, warehouse here, and it's an interesting space. I yeah. would add. Um, we'll have some pictures. The uh, the tap room area is very well decorated in the latin sense mm-hmm. yeah so and, it's our uh, yeah sorry to interrupt but it's basically our second second cerveceria in this calendar year yeah, yeah. and it, i believe their website said that they are they claim to be the first uh craft cerveceria latin yeah. Latin influenced cerveceria in the United States. And it's not surprising because their beers are you can get your, their beers in liquor stores. I think in the Chicago area. Oh, okay. So um, I think they've been around for a while. Um, they are in a very weird location. It's in 
in yeah, industrial super, area. It's, super nondescript. Yeah, nondescript type of thing. Uh, well, it definitely gives them the space they need. I mean, just, yeah, just yeah. looking around the massive, but it's a massive warehouse it basically, is. and they got plenty of storage. And you can tell they have pallets after pallets yeah. with uh, canned beer. So clearly, yeah, they're distributing those. Oh yeah, to and uh, I see they have barrels. They do. That are. I wonder if they have beer resting well, in them. Right. Could now. be just for decoration. Though. I don't know. It could, could be. Um, so, yeah, we're here because, of course, there's a Loons game tonight. There is. Versus the Chicago Fire. Uh, we've been in town since Thursday. Uh, some of us uh, took flights down. The others of us uh, did a little driving. Which uh, I don't think I've recuperated from yet. Yeah. yeah. From the drive? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've it out of you. been drinking heavily for the last <laughs> couple days, as has most of us here. We did go to the, um, we did go to the Brewers-Cubs game yesterday. That's right. And uh, Dave, David, why don't you tell us where you sat for this game? So I figured it might be one of the only times I go to Wrigley Field mm-hmm. to watch the Brewers. And people that have listened before have maybe heard me say I'm a Brewers fan. Uh, and so I was like, well, I'm going to buy a decent ticket. Yeah. So I sat almost directly behind at home plate. <laughs> um, left-handed hitters were a bit easier to see than right righties. Mm-hmm. So I was a little off to the side. Um, but I was right in the belly of the beast. Yeah, you were. Um, there were uh, Brewers fans uh, on the section to the left and the section to the right. Mm-hmm. But I was in the very first row, uh, six seats, five Cubs fans wow. and myself. Wow. And from what I could tell, the row behind me was all Cubs fans. Wow. Well, and then, I mean, I, I, I don't have an exact number, but, I mean, it, the Brewers fans were well represented at yesterday's they were. game, yeah. and as I'm sure they will be all weekend. Yeah, it's a weekend series, yep. and obviously it's a short drive down the freeway. Um, so it was, it was my first time at Wrigley. Uh, Nels is with us, our buddy Nels. It was his first time at Wrigley. Um, Sterling, it wasn't, was it your first time, too? It was, yeah. Your first time? It was my third time. It was your third yeah. time. Yeah. i got to tell you guys, walking up to the front of that stadium and seeing it, it's just like as a baseball fan, Oh yeah, it's just, I, 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 it amazes. Me. It's just iconic. It's that iconic, vision yeah. you've seen it so many times, yeah. and then to finally experience it for the first time, just looking at it, it's just great. There are, yeah. I like to say, there are two cathedrals left in baseball in terms of stadiums: Wrigley and Fenway Park. Right, are the two that are left, and I need to get to Fenway at some point. But getting to Wrigley was, it was outstanding. And uh, yeah, I agree. Kind of the feeling we're going to have tonight walking into SeatGeek Stadium. Uh, what? No, with no. We've been to the stadium before. It's and it'll be five percent of the fans. Yeah, there's okay. not going to be anybody there. Yeah, I mean because uh, they said thirty-one thousand yeah. yesterday. Was it? No, I think there's thirty-seven. Thirty-seven thousand. Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, United fans there. We're going to be well. We know for sure over two hundred Wonderwall. Really? Wow, wow, that's a good right? number. Is that correct? Two hundred Wonderwall. That's a good yeah. number. That's, that's so it's going to be uh, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be electric. So you think uh, yep. we can get a thousand total, let's say, traveling fans? Wouldn't surprise me. It's possible. I mean, yeah. there's a number three of you plus yeah. John's number four John and, and his, his boys, kids. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's possible. It's kind of like remember uh, going to Twins games versus the Brewers out in Milwaukee. You know, we always have Twins fans out there, very well represented. Good times. So um, let's get into some chat about the last two games and we're going to do this briefly because these last two games happened almost two weeks ago almost now, two weeks yeah. ago yeah. and uh so we're going to get into them briefly and, and and talk about it so important games but they were to important talk to, games but. so we had 
DC United? Two weeks ago. Just two weeks over, ago. just under two weeks ago. Yep. It was two weeks ago yep. from Sunday. And so was at Allianz Field. Correct. Um, again, we were playing. We we, we had uh, played the Galaxy with Zlatan, and uh, now we got DC United with Wayne Rooney. Right. So we had two of the big superstars in MLS back to back. And once again, our boys came out and just stopped them. They did. You know, it was one of those things where you have to wonder what the hell happened to our team. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, DC, I, if I remember correctly, uh, at kickoff, mm-hmm. DC was top of the Eastern Conference. Yeah, they were. So it was... We went from L.A., who I think was third or second in mm-hmm. the West, to playing D.C. first in the East. Yep. Um, you know, I, I don't really know what to say. I mean, it was pretty incredible that the changes that initially were uh, necessary, necessary because of yes. uh, Kelvin's red card. Yeah. But, um, you know, Heath made kept the changes for yep. D.C. Yep. And... They, they worked, again. And, uh, you know, and Rooney was a complete non-factor. I mean, at least Zlatan had a touch yeah. or two. Rooney, uh, Rooney was just nothing. Rooney looked, I dare I say it, Rooney looked old during this he, game. His corner kick definitely made him look old. Yeah, he looked old. He did. He looked like he had been, you know, he was tired. He was just, he didn't have, a, he wasn't clicking yeah. in that game. And I agree. Guys, this was the first victory at Allianz Field. Correct? For, yep. First we had a couple ties, so everybody got to sing Wonderwall, which was exciting. It was pretty exciting. Yeah. I mean, we were just kind of waiting for that moment yeah. for so long, and you knew it was going to be yeah. awesome. It kind of it kind of went viral. It did go viral. Or, you know, yeah. around the world even. Yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of cool to see the... Uh, the positive like respect that everybody everybody was yeah showing. I, I couldn't believe how much the UK press picked up on it mm-hmm. um, I saw it on gosh the star the guardian um, I saw it on sky there are a couple other like small UK Twitter pages that had it yeah yeah I mean it was it was pretty well they are singing interesting. they are singing an Oasis song of course well so. I mean that's true and Adrian Heath is you know <clears throat> yeah England so I mean I, I, I'm not surprised that it got picked up everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the, the thing that really made it interesting for me was a number of those uh, tweets especially, um, and I think one of them was even The Guardian, mm-hmm. um, made a comment of, you know, how can they have uh, that type of atmosphere in the United States? Yeah, and exactly. And why doesn't that happen in the U.K.? Which, to me, is insane because... It's it's the UK, yeah. And you've got these media outlets in the UK saying that lowly Minnesota United has better atmosphere than <laughs> the country that you know invented the sport. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I saw a few. I mean, obviously, it's a brand new stadium, Allianz Field. But I mean, I saw a few people complain about the fact, oh, we don't even have you know safe standing yet, and smoke and this yeah. and that. that right. All the things that they were highlighted in that video, not to mention the singing, obviously, and the. You know, the, and 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 hats off to the supporters groups, you know, of yeah. United. I, without them, it wouldn't be, you know, the Wonderwall thing at the end wouldn't wouldn't this wouldn't be it. You know, it wouldn't right. be there. Um, and it, you know, I thought for me it was a little bittersweet because 
I was actually sitting in my normal seats. Oh. And so oh. I didn't get to participate in the Wonderwall yeah. singing it. Mm. But it was still nice to... See it. It was cool to see it from my seats. Yeah, exactly um, right. And and so uh, I, I took a video of it, and that it was it's pretty cool being able to be surrounded mm-hmm. um, with it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to when I'm in the supporter section yeah. to sing now. To sing it, yeah. So we have our work cut up for us <laughs> next week so that yeah. can happen. Yes. Uh, so, so, yeah, and I just want to, just a couple things before we wrap up that game. I mean, that's that game. Going back, um, I, I, I had mentioned that uh, the United are have, have yet to lose a match in uh, four four games at home three draws though mm-hmm. but that you know that that one nothing victory over DC United that was back the previous game that you already talked about it was but that was a 0-0 drawing versus the Galaxy yep. so that was actually the first time in the Minnesota United's short history that they've had back-to-back clean sheets wow yeah, and Vito broke the record um, right. for longest uh, clean sheet yeah. Or goalless drink, yeah. I guess, for minutes. Yeah, John Andrewski, how do you like my smelly Italian buddy now? <laughs> yeah, and I don't know, Dave, you don't happen to be able to find that. Yeah, I'm looking. I thought I wrote it down, um, but you're, you're right. It was. I forgot what the he minute had, actually, was. I think he had, he actually, had to make it to like the 11th minute, and I don't remember what the... And he's, yeah, he's been great this yeah. year. I, I'm, I was a little concerned when they oh. signed him. I was a little concerned about what he was going to be. Right. But yeah. he's been hats off uh, better than uh, are, are you right. Shuttleworth but are Shuttle, you surprised yeah. that we haven't seen Shuttleworth make an appearance no to even or even a start no are you, is that to surprise you at all no you know it, it's because we're 10 games into the season now but he's going with the hot hand <clears throat> and it, you know we've had so many important games yeah I mean even with and I, I have this for my notes and for a little bit later the uh, the teams we're playing right now they're all top of the league oh yeah, yeah. Very, so yeah, it doesn't yeah, make yeah. any sense to back drop no, you know no. fall back and go to a no, backup no, no, so no. yeah this is actually a good segue so yeah what, dave sterling what you're saying is um basically uh he had to go um 11 minutes into seattle's game mm-hmm. and then he would have which he did of course as we'll talk about shortly but he then he'll claim the longest score scoreless streak in the club's mls history the, the record was currently two, 201 minutes. Okay. So he ended up going, oh, what, about 240 minutes, 235 minutes. So easily yeah. set the record. Yeah. So, And that was obviously previously held by uh, Shuttleworth. Yeah. And so as we segue into Seattle, we should point out Ike Power got his first goal yes, he did. against D.C. Fantastic header, mm-hmm. uh, fantastic pass. No, uh, no, 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 no. Are you talking about Seattle or DC, that was uh, Angelo Rodriguez's. Sorry, headed. Yeah, it, it was. was. See, I've already segued without even. Yeah, he segued without. But segwayed. it's a smooth segue, anyway. Um, yes, Angelo Rodriguez got his uh, his fourth goal, right? Yes, mm-hmm. and um, with a nice header. Yeah, yeah. Metnier had a beautiful yes. ball mm-hmm. in. So, and then and we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, Metnier and Rodriguez. Yes. Um, you know have. It was credited to Rodriguez, but uh, but whether or not it oof. actually, yeah, that's kind of going back to the conversation. It was credited for the record. It was credited to Arage, but yeah. I had to say Arage. But it was it was kind <laughs> of like uh, the own goal against NYFC, um, yeah, where yeah. you could debate whether right. that ball was actually touched by the goalie or not. We yeah. won't do it here, but yeah, but Angelo yeah. was in the right spot at the yeah. right time, and, and Angelo even said. 
He's like, well, you know, I don't know if I made contact with it, but they're giving me credit, so I'm going to take it. I'll take it. Why and, it, you know, and he obviously uh, praised Metineer's, uh pass, which was mm-hmm. phenomenal cross. So, so it doesn't matter. I'm sure Romain would like his first goal. But. He would. So we get out of there with the victory, and Seattle came to town. Now, and, yeah. Before we get into the actual <clears throat> game, I want to say this. Uh, Dave Stevens and I went to the game. You guys, you and Johnny were there. Yep, we were in the Wonder Wall. We bought seats in the rooftop, I'll call it the rooftop party deck. I think you'd call it the rooftop. Yeah, yeah that's above it. the brew pub. Yep. And let me tell you, um, they're great seats. I enjoyed it up there, but it's also very dangerous. It's a fantastic view, especially of the Wonder Wall. Yeah, it's a fantastic view, but it's dangerous because uh, they got the bar right there. Yep. And you can get beers whenever the heck you want to. There's no lines, no waiting, and you can still see the game as you're getting your beers. There's... They have private bathrooms for everybody up there, and they have food up there and whatever. So No lines for anything. And no lines for anything. So you can, and this happened to me and Dave, we drank a little bit more than we would have if we had gone to, it's sat oh, in like far more, seats. Far more, far more, yeah. just because it's there. Like, you know, when I, for the opener, the, the previous game that I was at, yeah, I went yeah. down at, at halftime. Yeah. To use the restroom and, and maybe grab another beer, and that was yep. maybe even a mistake. I mean, I was down there for oh, about about a half hour at yep. least, I'd say, and I just decided to stay down there because the yeah. lines were insane. So, I mean, it was it was like I said, very dangerous. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but anywho, we bring Seattle in town. We're on kind of a hot streak at this point. Yeah, you know, we're got uh, we got uh, clean sheets the last two games in a row. Seattle comes to town, and I was. Was a little bit amped for this game. I, I thought we could keep keep it going. You know. Yeah, you know, it, Seattle's one of those enigmas of the league. You know, last year they started off, uh, I think, one of the worst teams in the league, and then all of a sudden they went on that massive run. Yeah. And ended up finishing second or third in the mm-hmm. in the conference. And it, they they played relatively well this year as well. Oh, yeah. And yeah. They, they've climbed week after week. They keep climbing, keep climbing. So I think when we played them, they were second in the West. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they currently sit at fourth, but they sit there with 19 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Seattle does currently as we record this. But, yeah, like David, you had mentioned, I mean, they, they had a seven-game undefeated streak, you know, to start early mm-hmm. in the season, and they started out extremely hot. They did. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, of course, they, they came to town following a really rough week. Where they got just completely destroyed, mm-hmm. um, and then they had the fiasco of two red cards. Yeah, I mean they came out with a draw um, against LA. LAFC, um, yeah, it was a gritty, gritty draw. It was still, yeah. Ladero had a red, and I don't remember who the other red was. Oh, wasn't it Roldan? Roldan. Oh yeah, Roldan had the red. Who, it, they ended up overturning, overturning it. Yeah, and it, I agreed with when I when I saw the replay. Um, so they were kind of they had probably the worst ten days a team could have. Um, who start which started out as well as they did. Yeah, and so I was a little I was a little concerned about the match because I was like, well, you know, they played so well coming in, then they have this patch of rough two games I was like yeah. eh, they could be you you downplayed ready. when we were chatting before the game and we were talking about scores and everything you were kind of I don't think it's going to be a yeah. low scoring game I think it's going to be high scoring and I think you I think did you not pick Seattle to win 
Um, no, but I think I picked three two for the score. Three two to score. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. I think is what it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just didn't first. I didn't see us holding them as well. Yeah. As we I, did. Did. I think I had two one as my prediction in that game. Minnesota yeah. winning. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I was I nervous. Was I was definitely. Yeah. I've been nervous about all the games, and as rightly, I don't know that I need to be nervous, but I am. I, I mean, they're playing good competition. That's well, I mean, but here was my deal before that game was you, the Galaxy. You held the Galaxy. You held Slayton to nothing. Yep. He was pissed off that whole damn match. Yep. You held Rooney. Nothing. Yep. Nothing. He looked old. So we go to Seattle. And I'm going, dude. We just played two of the top guys in MLS to zeros. We're on a roll, right. you know? Yeah, you were the positive one. I was. Trying to be and positive. I, you know, I think I'm going to be nervous about pretty much every game. Well, I know you are. You just don't You just I, don't really know I what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah you, you really don't. And it is the MLS. I mean, it, it it's a league known for, you know, un, you know, it's you get unexpected results all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's yep. it's it just got to be the highest parity of any league in the, it, in it's the ex- world. So. These, these predictions that we do are just extremely tough because you, you don't, it's hard to predict what's going to happen I mean, like any they, given Saturday. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we'll we'll talk about this uh, in our preview. Yeah. You know, you don't expect any team to to win 5-0. No, no. And it, every now and then it happens. It happens, it does. But it's just kind of a, it's a weird league. It's, yeah. It's, it makes it nice. Um but it also kind of puts some fans on edge a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like you. Right. And so I just realized um, as I stared over at Dave's flight, mm-hmm. we didn't let him talk about his beers. Oh. Okay. So before you know, we continue with Seattle, oh. let's let Dave talk about his beers. Okay. And you know, it's probably good timing anyways. I decided to go with a flight just to, just to get a sampling of what the, the Five Rabbit Brewery has to offer, or I should say Cerveceria has to offer. Yeah. And uh, I started with the... Uh, I'll call it Zycago or Chicago. Zycago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a play on words. Obviously, it's spelled uh, X I C A G O. Zycago, and it's it's basically their take on a traditional Mexican lager. So it'd be nice. like your Corona or your pick your favorite yeah. Mexican style lager. And uh, well, kind of like um, the the cerveceria we were at in Minneapolis. Um, oh, Ladonna. Ladonna. They, they have like, the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. exactly what this was. So I decided to start with that just to get their take on it. And yeah, it's it's everything you'd expect. It's. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a fairly light lager. It's easy drinking, smooth. It's got a unique taste, but uh, makes it all its own. So, yeah, nice. I liked it. So that was good timing. I just finished the first little right. three-ounce sampler there. So All right, we're going to revisit you then when you okay. finish another one. When I so get my next one. let's just briefly Our get... segue, though, was going back to what uh, Sterling was saying about Ike Opara and his goal. Yeah, yes. so yes. let's get back briefly into this game. So we come into this game. You're nervous. I'm excited. And... We kind of got the best of both worlds, I guess. <laughs> I mean, a little best bit. of one world and the worst of another. Yeah, yeah. something like and that. And we had another <laughs> first in this game, so we you did. Know, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, you know the uh, you know Greg Goose uh, got himself a assist on that mm-hmm. on the free kick, mm-hmm. which was the Minnesota United's first goal on a set piece this year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ten games in, so mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, fantastic header from. Ike. Ike. I mean, yeah. it was when I saw it. Obviously, I was in the Wonder Wall, so I was on the exact opposite view. It looked like it was going way long. Yeah. I mean, it obviously went to the back post, but I, it didn't look like anything was going to come out of that. And I still, even after watching the replays, I don't understand how Ike managed to put enough heat on it to get it back 
all the way across goal. Just barely beat the defender to the yeah. ball. Got up high. It was just a beautiful strike. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. it was our. It was the goal. The it was a farthest away from us, but we yeah. had, obviously had a good look at it, especially mm-hmm. coming off the set piece from the yeah. Argus. Um, and then you know, we we held our own with we everything. Um, you know, they like. Dave and I had mentioned uh, Roldan had his red card. It was overturned, so he played. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ladero is, you know, probably one of the best players in the league. Um, you had Morris, who's, you know, somewhat of a no one really knows what he is, but I think he's better than, you know, he's above average for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jim, um, yeah, just, I mean, the game in general, you, you know, so that was that Greg Ace's goal, or I'm sorry, Eichel Parra's first goal for Minnesota. That was early, like about the 20th minute. Yeah. Um, and then after Roldan answered, long range. Which, the first by the way, well. that goal was phenomenal. It was brilliant. Yeah, yeah it was a brilliant I mean, strike. It's, you know, I saw somebody complain that uh, Vito could have done better. I'm like, no. No. That was no, no. That no, was no. a rifle. It was. It was placed perfectly. It was about thirty five rifle, thirty five yards out. Yeah, it was where it needed to be. And yep. that's the deal. And then that's yeah, that's kind of just generally speaking. Then so that was that gets us to halftime of that game. It's one one. You feel, I mean, as a as a supporter, you'd feel pretty comfortable with how the loons were playing. Yeah. Um, and then you get into half, get after half, and it's almost the tail. Uh, you know, I'd say for the first the first part of the second half, Minnesota was kind of on a tear. You kind of yep. felt like, wow, you know, Minnesota should have taken the lead. Yep. Um, probably should have deserved to win that game the way they were playing. But then, towards the end of the half, it kind of the, the flip, the script flipped, so to speak. And mm-hmm. Seattle, or yeah, Seattle came on. Yep. Very hard. In fact, I think they hit the post twice. They did. Uh, yep. They did. Some great chances to end the game. It was kind of a fury of activity. And uh, then at that point, you're kind of like, wow, maybe we got lucky. To escape with just the draw, we did. right? You know, but in the end, I think the possession was almost even, even. and I think we yep. had the slight edge on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and it, you know, I mean, it's as, as we tried to say, we kind of got, you know, my hesitancy kind of got rewarded. Yeah, it did. Your enthusiasm kind of got rewarded. It did. It did. Uh, you know, it was it was. My uh, my yeah. liver did not get rewarded, yeah. but you, you were yeah. right. You were right, Dave Sterling. Uh, they they uh, Minnesota did have the edge in possession. It was fifty four to forty six. Right, okay. uh, also, it was actually heavier than I thought it was. Okay. And we had you know we had twelve shots, twelve shots compared to their seven, and three on on goal compared to their one on goal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, statistically speaking, uh, but right, now, it looked like a good matchup. To be fair, post shots don't count on goal, which Correct. in my opinion they should. Should yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree. Agree. close to on goal. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. um, I think they count in hockey. Pretty yeah, sure they count in hockey. I think so too. Well, that's and that's kind of why maybe it's good to look at it a couple different ways. One, what was your impression watching the game? I just said you could have taken it two different ways. You could have said the, the Loons were lucky to get out of there with a draw. Yeah. Or you could have said, well, wow, with the way they were playing to start the second half, they deserved that victory. They, right. They deserved the full three points. You know. So, but then looking at the box score great point about the post shots because looking at the boss score you kind of say hmm you know Minnesota had definitely had the advantage statistically speaking but uh, it was right. a little closer than that would say a little say. closer and I would like to say I mean this was the second game that I was in the Wonderwall mm-hmm. um, but I was a little concerned about this because I was going to be with John and John's yes. like I want to sit down in front or stand down in front mm-hmm. I was like you can't you can't yeah. sleep 
in the Wonder Wall. Yeah. What do you mean sit when down? When you're down in front. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he wanted to sit in. He wanted to stand, stand down. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so we were in the second row. Oh. And I was like, okay, okay, I can do this, I can do this. But we had just gone to Garth Brooks the night before. Yes, he did. That's right. And so, you know, probably many of our listeners don't give two shits about Garth Brooks, but we're big Garth Brooks fans. And okay. so my voice was shot. Yeah, it was. Um, and <clears throat> I was rather sore. Mm-hmm. So having to stand in the Wonder Wall less than 24 hours later. Yeah. And it put every single ounce of effort into doing this was was interesting. Now, I would say I lasted longer than John. I'm not John, surprised. John gave up. I'm not surprised. Uh, but he made it almost the entire game. We saw the text messages after the Garth Brooks yeah. concert. And, it, I mean, I was uh, I was beat. Well, yeah. I mean, beat beyond yeah. belief. And it, uh, John and I actually made the uh, team promo video. Oh, nice. Uh, they, they, showed, they showed a very brief clip. I think it was about two seconds. But it was John and me jumping up and down. It wasn't and John sleeping? No, no. John was actually participating. I do want, I want to say that uh, Johnny is here in Chicago with his three boys. Yes. So we'll be seeing him uh, at the game. We saw him yesterday. Um, and I got told Johnny yesterday at the, at, the, at the Cubs game we were talking to him, I said, dude, great experience for your three boys to take them down to Chicago to see Wrigley Field and then go to a game yeah. there. And they'll remember this for yeah, Never. they got to go up to the sky deck yeah, and see out over, over top of Chicago. And as much as I give Johnny crap, he is a great dad. He is. Yeah. I'd never take my kids here. I don't know that I would take my kids here. <laughs> here is in Chicago. I mean, obviously, here is in right to a game, uh, fire game. I, I both. I just, I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, I just would not. I don't know if I'd have the, what would I say? Patience. The patience to drive seven hours in a car with just my two kids and then have yeah. them all weekend of like doing stuff and yeah, yeah that I just I, I can't you know and you know I mean he took him on the L he did we had yeah. to do a transfer oh um, you know to this to the red line on the subway and I mean yeah I mean I, I'm impressed I don't know that I would do it yeah so guys there's a big elephant in the room that we need to discuss now before we hit the break. Right, because it's going to come up Because it's going to come up. It's going to come up. This is why this game this game was already exciting when we first started talking about it. Yeah. But because of this next event, it has jumped to 11. We've turned the dial to 11 on this game. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, it, you know, it, it comes up. It has a lot to do with past games. Yep. Everyone knows we, uh, we had a bit of a kerfuffle. We did. Um... Out on the East Coast, mm-hmm. that ended with um, Francisco Calvo uh, being dismissed late on in the match, mm-hmm. and it coincided with a sudden change in form mm-hmm. in our defense. And I guess not surprisingly, necessarily, um, he was traded away. He was um, to Chicago, Chicago. which. So first off, I kind of thought Calvo would be gone this year. Okay. Um, I just felt like maybe if there was a player that we would probably part ways with, yeah, it would be him. But I figured it would be back to Latin America. Okay. Or 
even like South America. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think that he'd go somewhere else in the league. Okay. I definitely did not think he was going to leave 10 games in, even though the, the transfer window ended uh, last week. Well, and there's, of course, we don't know we don't know what happened. We don't know what happens in the locker room. We don't know yeah. what was said. We don't know that right. stuff. I mean, I, but we just know got, what we're told. Yeah. But as soon as he got the red card and then didn't wasn't even on the roster the next game. Yep. I thought something well, yeah, and just so just so just to clear what you're saying so so he got the red card so of course he wasn't going to be available exactly the next right. game because of the red card. But the game he could have been the following game the DC United game. Yeah, he could have been. He was not was not even on the roster on the right. 18. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so and, yeah. I knew there was something behind the scenes going on. Well, and then of course Adrian Heath was asked and he made reference and obviously this is a paraphrase. He said something like you know, I wanted to keep that negativity out of the team. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, when your manager said, and we all know Adrian Heath. Yeah, he does. He's blunt. He, he doesn't blunt. hold his tongue mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you have your manager say that, it's like, okay. I mean, I guess I get it. He was captain for what sixty games. Yes, mm-hmm. he was. And then it, if you put him in the roster, but not name him captain. Yeah. That's going to be, you know, he's probably not going to be happy about it. But still not even naming him to the roster. So then those comments, I was like, okay, there's something more happening. There's, like I said, there's something that happened. And and let's get into it because he gets traded. And then right. he makes some comments to, was it Spanish media or was it Mexican media or something like that? I don't know. Well, the interview in was Spanish. in Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. So I it don't was translated. I saw some fairly rough translations of his <clears throat> comments. I, I don't know that they're 100% correct. But we pretty basically... Pretty much said that Adrian Heath threw him in the garbage. Right. right. Was, so and treated him as a rookie. Treated him as a rookie. Treated, he, he mentioned specifically that he was the captain of this team. Yeah. Um, and, that, but, and he admitted that he lost his head in a moment. Yep. And and but yet, you know, basically Heath didn't have his back, um, mm. threw him in the garbage, treated him like a rookie, yep. even though he's a captain. Which, and then I that but that make that makes me kind of think of you know going back to the negativity comments that he said. It's a little confusing and, and suggesting there might have been a problem in the locker room. But you know, hearing other players' comments, you but, didn't necessarily. But we talked get about that. You and I talked about this. I think we all talked about this. And I said, even though guys like <clears throat> Miguel Ibarra came out and said, I. There was no issues that I was aware of in the locker room. Doesn't necessarily mean there wasn't, because players usually will not talk about locker room stuff in public. Yeah, I mean, you you usually have some sort of decorum mm-hmm. where you just don't address those things. Now, however, I would counter that with he's not in the locker room anymore. Not anymore, but so it, it's interesting. I don't though. know that. I feel like there's no real reason to keep that quiet because yeah. is it just Calvo being Calvo because I mean you know before the, his comments were made you know he, he you know he he did send out a nice kind of social media post thanking the fans thanking the teams did, yeah. you know and he sh- he was sh- shaking you know he was shaking hands with teammates mm-hmm. uh, as he was leaving the building I mean it, it, you didn't get that vibe the players who were interviewed and asked about his comments yeah. were kind of surprised by them yeah. and then but there he goes just a day later he's making these comments um, to the media, so it's, yeah, it's, you know, I think there, I think there's probably is more to it. There's um, gotta be. I, I read into the comments. I, you know, I love conspiracies. Oh yeah, and so for me, it's one of these things where I look at it, and he says, "Okay, 
Adrian Heath didn't support him. Yeah. He started 60 games. Exactly right. And was captain every game. How can you possibly say that Adrian Heath didn't support you? I mean, unless, unless. Yeah. Here's my conspiracy. And I've brought this up on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a question of is there a chance that being Francisco Kelvin, the essentially the first marquee signing of this team, yeah, was Adrian Heath told was he, to start him? Was he forced to play? Was Adrian Heath basically held at gunpoint? Yeah, metaphorically, and said you have to start him. And I brought this up leading up to the World Cup. I said, you know, he had multiple mistakes back last season early on. He did? And I said, look, I have a feeling, in my opinion, it's he does well at the World Cup. Mm -hmm. They can sell him. Mm -hmm. He needs to play every possible minute leading up to the World Cup to stay fit and to do, you know, and to possibly make an impact on the world stage Mm -hmm. so the team can make money off of him. And it... I know I got ridiculed a few times on Twitter about this, but for me it was it's I think with Kel's comments putting aside the fact that he's kind of a hothead at times yeah, and says some dumb things sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You have to wonder if there's something to that. I mean Adrian Heath has said time and time again, you play yourself in and out of the lineup. That's right. And he's he holds pretty true to that, except for two players, Michael Boxel and Francisco Calvo. Yeah. Both of them are high-paid players, mm-hmm. international spots. Mm-hmm. You can make arguments that, you know, in a sense of logic, why would you sit international players? Because they're taking up a roster spot. Yeah. They're taking up a special roster spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to wonder, I mean, is there a chance that Calvo was saying the truth. Yeah. That Adrian Heath never wanted him to play mm-hmm. because Adrian Heath isn't a dummy and can see the mistakes he's making, but he was being forced to play. Well, and that that could be true. And I get there's a little bit. There, and we'll never know. We'll never know that. Yeah. But let's go back to his interview, okay? If you, I guess it, he, he pissed me off a little bit with the interview thing. You get traded, you go to the new team, and you and you say you say things nice to me. I said I had a great time in Minnesota, love all the people there. You don't air dirty laundry like that. Well, right, you don't. And guess what? I would have respected the guy if he had gone to Chicago and said nothing but nice things about the loons and whatever. But he goes and does that, and now I, fuck him. You know, I'm sorry. I'm just gonna yeah. drop the f bomb. Fuck him. You know. Right. So this asks this game so much though. I mean, now I want this team to beat the crap out of Chicago. I just want it to happen. Yeah, right. And we can have a conversation about that. We're going to. Um, you know, it'll be interesting. It's yeah. We I, I understand your frustration. You warned us ahead of time. You knew there was going to be a rant coming from you, and and, and it's but it, it pisses me off. It, but it is. It's frustrating. It's maddening, and that's how I describe his play. It's maddening because early on in the season, you know, he was a stalwart in our lineup and has been for yeah. three years. Early on in the season, 
with the new pieces that this team brought in to make the team much more competitive, mm-hmm. which it is, obviously, you you thought, I, I shouldn't speak for you, I thought Calvo was going to thrive. And I think in the first game against was Vancouver, yeah. you know, he, he, he had a he drew a red card, which led to the Minnesota's first goal in that game. Yep. And you just saw it, but he was attacking up the left side. Mm-hmm. He was aggressive, had good balls in, and, and obviously aggressive enough to you know, create a foul in the box, but and but that's the kind of play that I was hoping to see. And I think even defensively, you saw signs of his his, his good, brilliant play. I don't know if brilliant's the right word there, but uh, yeah. but then it's so maddening because then as the as the games wore on here, we're ten games in, almost a third mm-hmm. in. Um, you just saw that inconsistency, those mistakes he would make. Yeah. Just you yeah. want to bang your head against the wall because and it's like he's he should be better than this. Well, he is. He yeah. he can show moments of great play, but then it's just a. It just only takes a moment, and you see either poor play or mm-hmm. frustrating play. If he gets frustrated, leading to penalties and cards. But when he gets frustrated, he becomes whiny. He's a, yeah. he's a whiner. He, he goes to Chicago and says, "Well, really, I should have been playing in the center." Right. I mean, you know, that's where I should I, play. I just, yeah. But we tried that last year, and guess what? It, it didn't, didn't work. Didn't work. Yeah. Okay. I, it didn't. Ha- it does. It, it didn't work. And it, you know, I, I think, I think there's a big, big issue with trying to gauge his talent level. I, I think, I mean, I've argued a few times that, and I don't know if I've said it on this podcast, but on social media that I think he would make a phenomenal winger. Yeah. A guy that doesn't have to really play that much defense, mm-hmm. but that pushes forward, that does that almost Miguel Ibarra role. Yeah. Because he's got some talent. I mean, I really think Francisco Calvo is a talented dude. He's a very talented player, Dave. And it, very talented. You need to get him in a role where you can minimize his mistakes. Mm-hmm. And it, we've had this conversation before. On the back line, your mistakes get magnified. Exactly right. And it, you know, and that's the problem. You know, on the back line, it, the really risky part of having fullbacks that push forward. If your midfield, if your defensive midfield and your center backs aren't set, yeah, a, an attacking fullback yeah. can leave you exposed. Yeah. I said in the, not the last, maybe it was the last episode, the episode leading up to DC. Mm-hmm. I said I wanted to see Calvo in the lineup, but with Kelman and Ike at center back. Yep. Because I wanted to see how he would be, how this position would work out mm-hmm. with those two in, mm-hmm. and we didn't get to see it. No, nope. but I'm kind of with Dave on the sense that he has these moments of near brilliance where it's yep. like if you had the pieces there around him, you can minimize his the impact of his mistakes. Yeah, and I think, and this is why I think they jumped the gun. I think they should have waited until the summer window mm-hmm. just to see if Heath could have, you know, done one or two tweaks. Yeah. Specifically Kalman in instead of Boxel and see how that would have happened. But, but again, they were rushed by the window. Rushed by the window, and I think they're also rushed by the fact that there was something going on behind the scenes. of And it also well, that would have been... To- becoming toxic. Yeah, you'd had to have dealt with the fact that Ozzy's a better captain. Yeah. And you'd had to have dealt with it. Sorry, Calvo, we're stripping you of the armband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, it, 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 things happen as they did. It's hard to, hard. To, it shoulda, woulda, coulda. I mean, if were they 
if tr- the red card at Toronto never happened, would he still yeah. be on this team right now? Yes. You would think so? Yes. I mean, you can't. I, we don't yeah. know for sure, yes. but you would think so. No, so, he would be. So that kind of pushed them a little further into that direction where maybe they thought they and had to it, make I think move. that um, Manny even said that the red card was the last straw. Yeah, I mean, the, the red card made them play their hand. They had to do it at that point. They said, okay, this is it. we got to do something. Yeah. Yeah, so not just to uh, just to clear this up, I don't think we brought it up, but what we what Minnesota received in return for Calvo right. from Chicago. Money. So, yep, money. The game, the Garber Bucks, whatever you want to call it, the Gam, you the, got Tam. the Garber Bucks. I do have the breakdown. So, he they essentially got a total of 400,000 um 400,000 uh, allocation money and that involves 150,000 this year. Um r- real quick, it was like 100,000 GAM this year with 50,000 TAM in 2019, and then in 2020 it's going to be 100 GAM and 150 TAM. So that's a total of 400,000 plus there's another there's room for another 125,000 incentive base. So um, so say what you will about it, but that's what they got. It's it's not it's I wouldn't call it a great deal. They didn't no, it was. But again, maybe they had to make they felt they had to make a move, and they got something for it. It it reminds me of going. Of course, I like on this podcast to talk about other sports in Minnesota. It reminds me of the Johan Santana deal. Yeah, right. You know, they waited too long to trade him, and they had to because his contract was up. They end up trading him to the Mets, and they got okay guys for him, but they could have gotten a lot more. Yeah, right. You know, but they had to, and then. Maybe maybe the Cowboy move is not even the biggest uh, move or transaction during this uh, window that just closed on Tuesday, was it? Because uh, just about a week, I believe a week before that happened, uh, we made a trade with the LA Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, we traded $325,000 for $225,000. That doesn't so sound right. We got. I mean, that doesn't sound like a fair trade to me, but no, in all seriousness. It, it does. It, it to, is. To somebody, who, to somebody who doesn't know the details, <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. You wouldn't give somebody $300,000 in exchange for $200,000. Yeah, but no, it's it. it's the old, so Minnesota got three, two twenty-five in GAM, general allocation money, yeah. for the three hundred and twenty-five in TAM. Now, so with those two moves, that gives yeah. Minnesota some money to use. And yeah. they, will, they obviously didn't use it. During this window, but and they said they wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, and that means they can they can also pay down some guys if they wanted to. Yeah, I, I, um, I mean that's the that's the beauty of GAM. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know it's an unspoken rule that you can kind of convert one and a half. So you know one uh, one. Let's see if I say this right. One GAM is worth one and a half TAM. Mm-hmm. I guess is how it goes. Yeah. So. And the reason for that is that GAM can be used more than TAM can. Be. Yeah. Um, so you can pay down. You can you can use it towards transfer fees. You can pay down transfer fees. Mm-hmm. You can um, use it for pretty much anything. Where yeah. TAM is very focused, yeah. and I'm not going to get into and I think this. I don't think this, I'll get if, it right. if it was a little confusing going in, I mean, I think this trade back, backs up exactly your point of the one and a half value. Because so you want to do the ratio between the TAM and GAM traded to or exchange between the LA yeah. Galaxy. It was the ratio comes out to be one point four 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 four, and I think that would go okay. on a little yeah, yeah. while. Yeah. <laughs> and it, uh, you know, I, I didn't see anybody, any of the talking heads suggest that that was a bad deal for no. Minnesota. No. Uh, so yeah. let's let's stop the Cowboy talk right now. Let's close it up. Let's go to break. We come back from break. There are some uh, peeps from T and E who are here. Yeah, they actually showed up. And it, we always, 
they're going to come on. They're going to come on after the break. Yeah, we always hear from one of them. We do. We so do. maybe we won't let him talk. Do we not want to let Corey talk at all? I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe Jen would like to say something. Yeah. Because I know you really liked Calvo. I did. So yeah. maybe maybe we could have Jen say something. After the break, Calvo. we can have Jen on. We can have Corey on. Everybody who wants to be on, we can have them on. Yes. Um, but when we come back from the break, we're going to preview tonight's matchup uh, against the Fire. Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Cincinnati's firing and New England's and firing. New England's firing. Uh, and then maybe if we have time. I do want to talk a little uh, zombie at the end. Oh, my Ooh. God, a third Because episode? we're in Chicago, and I have a new theory. And the guys from the Thunderwall, if they're listening to this podcast, I think they would want to be involved in this and, theory. And that's yeah. great, because, you know, obviously I had to miss the last podcast due to my uh, day job travels. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't get a word in on that zombie talk. I have new theories, because we're time. in Chicago, and uh, I have new theories about right. how it happened here. So, we'll be back in a little bit from uh, Five Rabbit Cerveceria. guests don't we we do Corey and Jen from T&E now yep. I wouldn't say that and Wonderwall and Wonderwall I wouldn't say that Corey's necessarily <laughs> special anymore <laughs> Corey just kind of hangs around now. absolutely yeah. not yeah he just he's at every podcast lately it's been kind of weird my mom and my wife think I'm special that's good enough <laughs> <laughs> so of course everybody here is going to the game tonight Yep, let's do a little preview about it. Um, Let's get, uh, Corey, let's get your thoughts first about tonight's game. I mean, with the Calvin situation and everything going on, do you think this is going to be like United's going to kick the crap out of them or is there going to be fireworks happening? I mean, what's going to happen? So so I've been taking over-under on bats on Calvin that it's going to be red or yellow somewhere in the first 30 minutes. Are you over-under that? I'm under, so right. I, I figure it's going to be at, you know 10, 15 minutes, and he's going to get a card. Okay. Um, match. I think we're I think we're going to win. Yeah. The the five zero uh, Chicago win the other day was a fluke. It was a fluke. Yeah, yeah it I, was. I watched yeah. that so, one, and I definitely think that that's uh, a lot to do with New England's just. Yeah. New England looked terrible. Yeah. It yeah. Was just bad. So, what's your uh, what do you think for the score? Uh, three one. Three one. Good score. Good score. Yeah. Now I'm gonna go to Jen because Jen is a huge Calvo fan. I heard. was. You were? <laughs> Not anymore. So no. why, Jen? Why did? Why well, is Calvo? I think he was one of the first players that I ever got to meet. Sure. So he's very personable. He's very friendly. Um, and you know he was just fun to hang around with. And then he's on field. He's been pouting. Like I feel like it's yeah. a big pout thing. I'm not doing mm-hmm. what I want. So I'm just going to be a jerk. Yeah. And then uh, the stuff he said about the team. You yeah. know, he was traded. He didn't want to be here. He acted like he didn't want to be mm-hmm. here. So, you know, and then Colin 
basically saying like we threw him out with like trash. Yeah. yeah. Wait, yeah, where's much. Neil? We have to say that chant. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I think it's just um, I'm disappointed. I was really, heart- I was heartbroken just because of his how he acted. Like it's so unprofessional and. And you found out uh, just recently now that he. <laughs> His cologne is Old Spice. You guys, it's legit. It's Old Spice. How is that possible? I'm going to Walgreens. I got to smell them all now. I mean, I guess there is a chance. He was wearing the last game, I think. He was wearing a Givenchy shirt. He always wears that T-shirt. Oh, does he? Yes. I mean, I don't want to see that pictures. I mean, <laughs> just with us, not like I'm a stalker or anything. So, no. <laughs> so you can see that Jen is a huge cowboy fan, or was. Yeah. And then some things came to light today about the Old Spice, and now it's... Very disappointing. Disappointing now. <laughs> so, Jen, what do you think about tonight's game? I mean, you know, I was going to say, like, I felt like it's going to be 3-1, to one, 2. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like we... There's, like, 202 of us from Wonderwall here. Sure. Strong. And I think we just... We do that. We ignite our players, and that's what we're there for. So, I feel like we're just going to keep going. Like, it's going to get be, again, 90 minutes nonstop. 90-plus, mm-hmm. whatever it is. But who knows? In our in our tradition is to sing Wonderwall in uh, Toyota Park, SeatGeek Stadium, whatever they want to call that thing. So, um, and you know we love tradition. So of yeah. course you know we're going to be singing Wonderwall here yeah. in about in about five hours. So, and so we uh, three of us, uh, Sterling, you're with these guys. I am with those guys. Three of us, me and Dave and Nels, we actually are sitting in section. What is it? Two o. It's one o five. One o five. We're in the front row. Oh, so you'll be right below us. So if yep. uh, you guys start singing Wonderwall, we will sing Wonderwall in the first row All right. down there. All right. we, we will do it. We will do All it. All right. Yeah. I might be drunk at that point, but I'll still sing Wonderwall. <laughs> you can sit and sing. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just fine. You know, I don't. Wonderwall sounds good sober or drunk. Okay. Yeah. True story. And depending on how well you sing, it might be better that you're drunk. I don't know. I've never heard You don't heard want to hear sing. me sing. Okay. I'm not a good singer in yeah. any other condition, yeah. 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 So, yeah. but I, I'll do my best. No. No. I think actually Nels is the best singer out of the three of us. Oh, without a doubt. Yes. <laughs> well, that's who I'm looking forward to be singing. So. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, so you guys, both of you think it's going to be a win tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited. I was excited to do this podcast here and then do go to the game here. Right. Very excited. Yeah. But when the Calvo trade happened, like I said previously, it jumped it up to 11 for me. Yep. Yep. Because this is like this is war now. This is this is war yep. on the soccer field. Yep. You know, and I I do think Corey. I think your thing of him getting a yellow card or red card. Yeah. I think he's gonna get a red card tonight. Yeah. Oh, I do too. Yeah. I think he's going to. I yeah. I placed a bet with someone on Twitter, and I don't remember who it was. Uh, but I said that he wouldn't if he started. He wouldn't finish. And oh, he's a red card. no. There's no way. He's so I don't. Yeah. I. I kind of hope. Either he doesn't finish and I'm right, or the person who I bet doesn't remember that I bet. I don't remember <laughs> who I bet. So, we're missing somebody. Zach is not here. Yeah, and he said he would. And what, what now? What, what was he doing before this? Breakfast. Um. So, so he messaged me. I don't know. We'll, we'll go with twelve thirty. Yeah. Uh, saying he was eating breakfast. Okay. So, All right. Ooh. Well, I hope his ham and eggs were great. I. <laughs> yeah, they they better been really good. Yeah. But he, I, I missed him being here. That's why I got to give him oh, shit yeah. right now. Oh, absolutely. Know? Absolutely. Yeah. Again, between Zach and Corey, these guys have been great with us. They've been on podcasts before. It's been a fun time. Um, I'm glad you guys came out here. Oh, yeah. Hang out with us before the game. Wouldn't it's, miss it. 
man, it's it's uh, it's great to be in Chicago doing a podcast before a game at SeatGeek Stadium. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and to talk about this brewery more, we we got to speak with Mila. Yeah, and um, it's it was cool to hear about the brewery and how originally it was only supposed to be a production facility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then eventually people just kept showing up asking for beer. Yeah, and she so said people would show up and expanded. like, can we get samples? And wow. Then she's wow. like, well, and then they started off with one table here. Okay. And after that, it just kind of, it grew out of that. So, okay. Yeah. It's great beer. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking of beers, have you... Well, I got the uh, Chicago, is it, how would you say it? She, she called it Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Chicago. yeah. Which is your typical Mexican lager. Yeah. And... Uh, very good. Stevens, you have finished up your flight. Yeah. Yep. So I've tried them all. Uh, five Lizard, uh, Five Lizard, Five Vulture, and I'm drinking, I don't want to butcher the pronunciation, but I'm drinking the Hootsie right now, but, and uh, I also have the Chicago. But I, I do, I, I actually, what I think what David Sterling's having right now, the Five Vulture, that was kind of the most interesting one because yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's a dark, dark beer with uh, the pepper, pepper spice, and it leaves definitely a, a good aftertaste in your mouth, but it's very spicy and, and nice. She give you the killer tomato. I think that's what she must. I have think she gave about. you the killer tomato. We were talking about it, this is the name of the beer: Attack of the Killer Tomato Season Part Two, Tomatillo's Revenge. Yeah, yeah. The uh, it's uh it's smoky. It's nice. Yeah. Um, tastes slightly tomatoey. Um, it's really good. And speaking of the vulture, as I'm also drinking that, uh, the vulture is fantastic. I love that little kick in the back of the throat. So it's, it's a good it's a good beer. The ancho chilies are fantastic. These are all great beers they have here, but nothing compares to the uh, True North Elite uh, pre-prohibition lager you can find at Dual Citizen, right? Right. Yeah. You know, you you said that as like they're sponsoring us and, <laughs> and, they, and they Max said he brew it as long as people are ordering it. That's right. right. It's still there. You so know? Yeah. we're plugging the beer that I'll plug I'll plug Dual Citizen until I die. Max is big. And, and speaking of, Mila told us about uh, Goose Island is today is yeah. having a dodgeball, dodgeball tournament. tournament for all, all the, the breweries. breweries. Yeah. yeah. So this is something that seriously the Minnesota breweries have to get on board with. We should get and Max do on their this. own dodgeball tournament. Yeah. We should get Max and say, "Hey, yeah. do a dodgeball tournament. That'd be fun." I, I just want him to make beer. So. <laughs> I, if he wants to play dodgeball too, that, that's great. But dodgeball and beer, Corey, come on, come on, both combined. I mean, that's it'd be, a pretty it'd good be fun. Uh, gee, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you got Corey. You guys, what section are you guys in tonight? We are in section two hundred four. Okay, right, right above, right above where we're at. So. Yeah. And um, and now that was changed. It was changed from twenty seventeen. It was changed. The previous supporter section was actually section one thirty four. Was that changed because of us? No. Okay. So it was changed when the uh, uh, sector, former sector Latino, now there's, used to be in Section 101. And after the issues that they went through last year and then the return, they moved to Section 134, which is the east-north end of the stadium, which was right next to the former away supporter section. So, and as per MLS tradition, they like to put the away supporters in the worst section in the stadium. Of course. Right, yeah. So, what's this? Section 204. Okay. So, that's where we are. 
I, I was just wondering with how many people came down the last time we were down. I was Holy. thinking that maybe they were like, okay, we're going to shove you into a really small section so you don't overpower us like you did before. <laughs> we're still going to overpower them. Yeah, but we will. I, yeah, it's it's a little of that. I mean, last year we came down with, uh, I'll do in quotations, 250. It was closer to 325. But, yeah, that was that was... That was a lot. So we're hoping with the numbers we have, which they're saying 202, but we'll see what that is, that uh, we can bring that same energy. I think, I, and I believe you guys are going to have a lot of people in the, the Wonder Wall, kind of your section up there. Yeah. But I think there's also going to be like people like us who are going to be in different parts of the stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I, United fans as well. So yeah. I, I think you're going to hear, if you watch it on TV tonight, I think you're going to hear a lot of cheering when the loons are score a goal or whatever, you know, yeah. it's going to be great. It'll be interesting to see what kind of attendance they get because I know their match against the Revolution on Wednesday it was pretty sparse. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it, this is a, this being a weekend Saturday game, you would think it would be better. I mean, it well, does the look like the, not beautiful to say the least. The sun came out. It it's, did. It's raining, but it's raining. It's raining. Yeah, it's yeah. supposed oh, to it stop right raining. before match time. So, Good. wow. So the sun's out and it's raining. Okay, yeah. Say we're getting disputing uh, clean. <laughs> it's, it's sunny raining. Okay. Yeah. Sunny raining. We, nice. We'll agree on that. You know, I, I think another cool thing about this matchup is the fact that we're slowly invading Wisconsin. Yeah. Yes. So it makes it easier to have supporters or fans, support whatever you want to call them, uh, come down apart from Wonderwall because, I mean, it's, I mean, for instance, yesterday's Brewers game, you know, they're an hour and a half away. Yeah. Yeah, you can, you know, if it, there's a Minnesota United fan in Beloit, they're you know 40 minutes away. We actually saw a United fan at uh, Cubby's. Uh, was the bar Cubby's? Cubby yeah, you guys yeah. said that, there. Yeah. There was a fan there, a yep. United fan there. I was like, well, fantastic. You know, probably doing the same thing we're doing, coming mm-hmm. down the weekend of sports. And, and we yeah. do have a uh, affiliate supporters group in Milwaukee, Milwaukee Loons. So, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So they, yeah, they're great and. I'm expecting them to show up tonight. And Which reminds me to say that we will be in Madison, Madison. in a month. Yep. The CFC be, Madison play. I'll be there so. too. So the, yeah. the same, yeah, the same and game that Court, Wonderwall yep. will And Corey will probably team. be on the podcast again. So <laughs> Of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I mean, chance. I can't think of a better way to spend my time than hanging out with you three. So. I can think of a lot of good Yeah, I Corey, that was a little half-hearted, I think. That wasn't. <laughs> And yeah, as long as you're talking about Madison, we might as well congratulate them on their uh, opening round. Well, I should say opening round, but U.S. Open Cup championship yeah. win over yep. uh, Milwaukee, uh, Bavarian. The Bavarian. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, so we'll be down there. Uh, let's uh, before we kind of break out to something else. Corey, Jen, your thoughts on the season so far for United? I, I mean, yeah, Corey, we're a third of the way in. Basically, we're just yeah. about a third. After tonight, we'll basically be a third yeah. of the way. Um, I'm surprised at how well we're doing. Uh, I really thought we'd be where we've been the last two seasons, even with the acquisitions we brought in. So to see, what are we, fifth in the fifth? Sixth, sixth at the moment. Sixth. Yeah. But they're sitting there four, three, and three. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So to be in, in, in the playoffs at a third of the way through is surprising. I... I, yeah, it's it's been great. Offensively, we've been stellar. Mm-hmm. 
defensively we're getting better with the changes that have been made. So, yeah, it, I'm, I'm excited to see where we go the rest of the season. So, Jen? Yeah, I mean, I have to say the same thing. I think I'm happily surprised by how we're doing, and I think it is. The excitement of everything being so new, new stadium, new players. I feel like from seeing them, they all work well together. Offense has been good. Defense can use some help. But um, I've liked seeing Eric Miller, like, you know, him play, him kind of come up and um, we don't like to talk about Eric Miller. Oh, sorry. Me and him had I, a little a fight. I'm bitter. We had a little fight when there was that trade because was Sam made. left. Yeah. Oh well, yes. I re- yeah. oh yes, I heard that on one of the, your guys' yeah. podcasts. Yeah. We had a little kerfuffle. I have a weird, weird affinity for liking Sam Nicholson. Yeah. So I mean, he was he's a good guy. No offense to Eric. Yeah. He's no, one it's of the, fine. It's I get yeah. it. I get and it. And he and Eric is actually in my MBA class. Oh. I've I've had him in multiple classes. Yeah. And it I one time commented on one of his discussion posts. I just put coil at the end. He didn't respond, but he knows that I would hope he knows that there's someone in this class. That, and I've had him yeah, I mean seriously, he's been in like four of my classes. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh yeah, we had we we argued about it. I thought it was. I, gotcha. a, I thought it was a good trade. Uh, he did. It of was a fine trade. I he just did, did, well, like yeah. Sam. But, yeah, I get it. When you get rid of somebody you like, or plus, trade. I heard uh, Sam Nicholson wears Old Spice. That's what true. the hell? What the hell? Is <laughs> old, old Spice. I have nothing wrong with Old Spice. <laughs> I'm buying you guys all cases of Old Spice for Christmas. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jen. I'm sorry. I just want to say. So, I mean. Jen, you think the season has gone yeah. the way you hoped for? You know, I'm just happily surprised. Yeah. I, I really am. I think it's just, it's just they respond to what, I feel like what we want so bad. You know, getting that first win rather than ties, I think, I think it was incredible. Yep. You know, I just, yeah. I feel like we're doing, I mean, I think we're doing great. Yep. <laughs> so it's good not to be disappointed. It's <laughs> It's tough for me, guys, and, and it might be tough for uh, Stevens, you two, being Vikings fans mm-hmm. and getting your hopes up about something and then having them dashed. Yeah. You know? So I've been, so the last couple of years with, with United, I've been a little bit kind of hesitant to get way excited about it, but then. Cautiously optimistic. Yeah, exactly. But this year I've been like, let's go. I mean, yeah, I've been very right. excited about it. But I hope that my hopes don't get dashed. It's, yeah. it's Minnesota, so you have to, yeah. You yeah. Have to temper it just a little. Yeah. I know, I know. Um, so tonight's game between uh, I think three of us have to make our yeah we haven't made any official ones yet. Dave, you go first. I don't know. Okay, I can go first because I, I and it's tough for me, but I've been waffling on this game all week. Now I'm not, you know, I think it's just so strong. You look at uh, Chicago. I think they're a bit of an underrated team at this moment. They've had. If you go back and look at the last few games, they've and they've had good results. Obviously, we talked about the five nil thrashing in New England. Uh-huh. Um, I can I could write that off to New England being just out of form and terrible. But then the, their prior game, 
they actually went into Bank of California Stadium and, and held LAFC to a scoreless draw. The first time anybody's held LAFC scoreless all year. They're playing strong. Chicago is, and so I, I'm not. I can't say they're going to go in and win. I, I can't even say three one four one. But I, I'm going to stick. I'm going to lean with Minnesota. You know, for this podcast. I, but I'm going to be a little more, a little more reserved and, and maybe go with a two one result. Uh, for in Minnesota's favor, but it is it has been tough as well as Chicago's been playing. <clears throat> I'm gonna go 2 0 Minnesota, okay. yes, because okay. he had, and he I, I think my score. based on how our defense has played against yeah. really good teams, mm-hmm. based on the support they're going to have with them, I think our defense will both. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, and I mentioned that like the sh- the chances Chicago have had. One thing that I kind of found interesting watching the New England match is is Chicago scored their first goal in the 29th minute against New England. That was the earliest they've scored a goal all year. So my thing is always is in the 29th minute. So my thing is always I hope the loons survive the first five ten minutes of the game. Yeah, it's now, always the same deal. It's always been that. It's way. always the same. It's so, like 15 minutes. Okay, I can relax. So yeah, statistically. Um, I think this bodes well for Minnesota, the fact that Chicago's not an early... They're more of a second-half team. I think that maybe bodes well for us, especially if the Loons can get the all-important first goal of this match. Right. I'm going going 2-0 as well. Um, I think the defense has been playing lights out lately, and I think they've got the the right set up now to really... Just grow so, with that. So defense. you do not think Chicago is going to get their third clean sheet in a row? No. Okay. I guess none of us do, based no. on and it, predictions. Not happening. And being that this is recorded, I will tweet this out so people yeah, know for a out. fact that our official picks, including Corey and James. Yeah. Uh, of course, it's a, again a very short Taylor's MLS choice. history, but Chicago has never defeated the, the Loons. Right. That's never, true. Uh, Chicago. So. Games tonight at seven o'clock. We're all going to be there. It's going to be great times. And there, there's a cool concert at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you guys are going to that. So rock against racism. Yep. Oh, of and course, punk bands are playing. So that's why you're going. That's why it, I'm it going. might be slightly yeah. because yeah. why? I'm going. For sure. Yeah, so you kids and your loud music. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Chicago punk. There's nothing like Chicago punk. I, I like the band Chicago. So. Like them. <laughs> it's very different from them. I know. It. It's almost the same. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into some uh, other league stuff here. So yeah. Cincinnati fired their coach. Yep. I mean, obviously there was some issues with who they got, their players, the, the what, what formations he was using. There was all kinds of things that worked into it. Yeah, you know, a lot of people didn't necessarily know the inner workings of what was happening. Um, apparently there were some locker room conflicts. Players weren't impressed with uh, Coke's identity. Identity was the word that I heard multiple times. Um, you know, I think it's, it's interesting because to me... I would um, I would put a lot of identity issues on team building. A lot of times you can't really have an identity if your players aren't quite what you want them to be. They were very midfield heavy. They didn't focus on defense. They didn't really focus on attack. 
uh, so it's like how do you how do you define a team yeah that uh you know and define an identity for a team when you've got like 75 percent of your team is midfield and you have nothing you, to focus on and again we of course we talked about the five-year plan three-year plan with the loons a lot right but do you think that cincinnati has like a three-year plan Obviously not. I mean, because if you fire the coach that early in the first season, you, you it don't tells even have a me that plan. you don't have a plan at all. Yeah. And, it, I mean, again, if there is toxicity in the locker room, I get it. Uh, but what was causing that toxicity? Was yeah. it really Was it really Coke? Was he just that bad at we'll, managing? And we'll never know. Right. We'll never know. I, I, I was shocked. I, just, I thought it was seemed, pretty crazy. It seems early for, you know, if, if they're talking about lock, the culture of the club and the decline of the culture, that's fine and good. But right. that over ten, the first ten games of their existence in MLS. Exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, considering what we went through for two years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's ten games seems surprising. They didn't fire Heath after the first couple games in 2017. Yeah. And, uh, and it, you know, I, I really have to say, you know, Heath came in with a plan. And it, you know there was an article way back in fifty five one um, about it was like November twenty sixteen about uh, Heath and McGuire sat down and they had a discussion about their vision and Heath I would assume kind of put out his three year plan there yeah. and they kind of all agreed and yep. I'm impressed with the fact that they've they've been patient. They have been very patient. Waited it out mm-hmm. to see what would happen. Yeah. If if he isn't with us in 2020, I'm actually okay with that because that shows that they were willing to give him his his three years. Yeah. So for me, when I see a team just say ten games, you know, you didn't do well. You're fired. You're out. You're out. It's like, well, come on. I mean, did you even give him a chance to fix things that yeah. maybe were broken? Did you give him all the pieces he needed? And I guess with an expansion team, I, I give it a little leeway because yeah. it's an expansion team, right? Right. But then we had another firing this week. Right. Which was... It was uh, New England. Yeah, New England. Firing Fred Bell. Yeah. And this came... I think this came after the... A day after the, the, five the Chicago Fire. defeat yeah. to the Chicago Fire. And, it, you know, this one's interesting because, obviously, they beat us. Right. Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, <laughs> you know, but it's it's a thing where their season was deteriorating it, it, significantly. That's, that's the right word because uh, I don't I wouldn't call them a strong side when, when Minnesota lost on the road in, in Foxborough, but um, they have gone downhill since that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it, especially Which with, is shocking. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and it, it's culminated in, in Wednesday night's uh, result. Yeah. So. Yeah, and you know, I, I I think you're right, Dave. It wasn't a strong side that beat us. We kind of beat ourselves, yeah. which yeah. is you know par for the course when we do lose. Yep, yep. Um, and it, I think I pointed out in our conversations before this that there were two individuals that played a role in that loss that what? are not with us anymore. What are you well, talking about? One's not with us at all, and one's not been playing. At least Ooh. in the starting 11. Right. Ooh. So, with a, just to avoid mentioning <laughs> those who shall not be named, um, no, I mean, I think 
there, there's an argument there that Boxel and Calvo could have been our weaker links in defense. And it, so it's hard to say whether New England's win against us was even notable because we hadn't made our adjustment yet. Yeah. Yeah, and, and to be fair here, just to tie these two points together, we are talking about the two worst clubs in the East um, between Cincinnati and New England. And I'll just say, um, Cincinnati, you know, maybe this change change of coaching position, maybe it worked because they, they beat Montreal at home today, earlier today. Um, and just that was, they won 2-1, to one, and that was actually their first goal when they scored their first goal. They hadn't scored a goal in the, their previous five matches. I mean, oh. they have gone. They had gone almost five hundred. They had oh. gone almost five hundred minutes without scoring a goal. Freaking um, But they won two to one today, and actually overtook New England, leaving New England last in the East with eight points. So, yeah. Corey, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, yeah. Either of them. So Cincinnati. Um, so they tried to bring the USL model to MLS. So they brought the coach. They uh, decided the best way to do that was to spend spend a ton of money. Spend a, and when you bring in that many new players and you bring in that system that they were trying to run there, it's just it's it just never works. It's it's a and the only way to change it is to get rid of the high priced players mm-hmm. or get rid of the coach. Right. Which it seems like they went with the cheaper option, which was to ditch mm-hmm. the coach and bring in. Hopefully, they bring in somebody you know that understands the MLS way of doing things in the MLS system and and they find some defenders and stop playing midfielders and on the wings and, <laughs> and midfielders and at striker and midfielders yeah. everywhere everywhere and, yeah and and get that turned around because as far as you know I'll just speak from their supporters they they just they deserve a good team they're mm-hmm. they're, they're amazing they're amazing support in Cincinnati and and what they and what they're seeing and what they've gone through, I, I understand. We went through it in Minnesota. Yes, we did. So I, I, I want to see them have the same, hopefully the same turnaround that we're starting to see in Minnesota. So, and I should know this: is Nippert Stadium their permanent home going forward? No, no. So they're built. They're building a stadium on the West End, I think, in Cincinnati. Okay. So it should be done in a couple years. So they're following the same United plan thing. Yeah, yeah. So they're playing in. Well, they played in Nippert in USL, but they're playing in a temp stadium until they get their new stadium. So, Jen, do you have anything? No. No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let's, you know, let's break away from, I think we're kind of finishing it up, but let's break away from soccer a little bit. Yes, you have a story that's going to drag on to the third episode now. No, no, there's no story. Is, is oh, it's, a, it's a story. Is this but it's a zombie not. stuff? It's zombie stuff. All right. It's for Rob. And I'm sorry, because yeah, because we had the Thunderwall on last mm. episode, and we had a great talk about zombies, right? Which was Rob and way livelier than it ever should have yeah, been. Yeah, it I, got, got I crazy, surprised. and I loved yeah, it. Right? Turbo gets excited. Yeah. And so we talked about MinDot and stuff. Now, coming to Chicago, I have a totally new theory about Chicago. If zombies ended up in Chicago, they'd have the L to get on. They could get anywhere. Yeah, yeah. well... Let's get on the train. Except Bridgeview, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Out here would <laughs> no, be no, a good no, place wait to Wait a be. minute now. You do have to go through those gates. You, know, you have to go through the gates That's to scan a good your point. car. But do you yeah. think that the zombies would have a, they'd have a card, though, right? They'd put <laughs> no, it in. I don't think so. But they wouldn't be able to use it anymore. <laughs> Why not? 
you're giving them way too much credit. I'm trying. I'm just saying. We were just talking about how they couldn't no, get up my maybe, driveway okay, because it maybe, was too slippery. Oh, yeah, now you're saying they, they can, can operate the car, an L there's no, there's no way they're going to be able to use the machine to get a car. Okay. Someone would, someone would have to give them a car. Well, maybe there's a smart zombie who would be there. And realistically and doing the speaking, thing. who would give a zombie a car? They don't follow George A. Romero at all. They do evolve into smart. See? See? Now's his right. Oh, my God. Exactly right. Well, now I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Thanks a lot. See? Great. Plus, plus, there, plus, there's an app for the L, so yeah, they, they can, can pull out the their app. zombie phones and, and exactly, right. exactly, <laughs> Corey. I'm sorry, I, I'm going to Chicago and I see the L everywhere, and I'm going. Well, that's another Wait. reason. Back up, back up. I, this is maybe my 10th, 12th trip to Chicago. There's an app for the L. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to have yeah, to get this. Yeah. I guess I didn't. I should I didn't know that. that. Mm-hmm. You so can you buy don't day, have to use those stupid cards. You can buy day passes and, and just oh, nice. three day passes and oh, yeah. seven day passes. Yeah, yeah. And it's zombies, nice. zombies would do this. It's an amazing average app. Yeah, I feel like a zombie would not be able to, would not have the dexterity to hang on to a phone. All right, we talked about this in the last podcast. Remember that the zombies they they get smarter, and we we talked but, about it. And the MinDot and the clearing the roads and stuff. I mean, come on, but. Come on. What are the odds of a zombie attack, anyways? There's not. They're, they're not great low. odds. They're I'm low. just saying. Well, I'm yeah, saying. that also came up last episode about. I'm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the Thunderwall guys were like, there was concern about what, uh, where were we living? What uh, dimension were we living in? Are we living yeah. in this dimension or this dimension? I mean, and Nate completely oh just took it that got, conversation. Nate that got crazy. I was not he got nuts. I mean, it was like. Uh, it was like, what dimension are we living in? Are we in the George Romero? Are we in the, this? Or <laughs> yeah, it was, I was like, like, it was like, I, I haven't thought things this I haven't thought of this before. Yeah. See now, I mean, your conversation, your argument, yeah, you know, makes me feel a little uneasy because I would think if I were in Chicago in the zombie apocalypse, I would go to the L. I would to get away from it. I wouldn't because it would be high up. No, I think they get on there. So are they we talking the, like no. walking? Dead See zombies? again, like Janet. Janet yeah. Or are we talking like Janet's World War Z zombies, exactly. where they're See? just like blah, 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 blah. we don't know. <laughs> you know I, I think it would be the the Walking Dead type. Yeah. Well, they're not super smart. No. <laughs> I mean, you're, you know, they're not. Yeah, like, according to Nate, yet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I, I think here's the thing. I think if, if a zombie apocalypse or zombie attack ha- occurred here in Chicago, I mean, I think the L would be out of commission almost instantly. I think that because you think about you know they're running on tracks here. Yeah, I yeah. think it wouldn't. It would take no time before zombies started piling up on those tracks, making. But the tracks are electrocuted, so when it doesn't matter. There's I mean, zo- aren't they zombies? Would yeah. zombies be affected <laughs> by that? I don't know. I don't know. Only if it severed their head. See, these are things we don't think about. <laughs> I just bring it. I just bring well, it up. And then if the, if you know, you've got to figure the electrical grid is going down in a matter. Of, it won't take that long, right? Well, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. When we talked about MinDot, we said MinDot was going to keep going in Minnesota. Remember? I would think the electrical grid would yeah. stay up. Wouldn't you think Chicago would keep the L going? It's kind of like their MinDot. They keep the L going, otherwise Chicago dies, right? Well, I would I think, think so. Chicago would die. I mean, well, yeah, at some point. Are they going to escape to Lake Michigan? Can zombies like walk on the floor of the again? Lake? So whoa, the, that's a whole nother. Yeah, argument. and whoa. doesn't does Lake Michigan freeze over? Uh, well, no, actually, I don't know. No, like doesn't freeze over at all. No. Superior, Maybe I know Superior a little does. Bit. Yeah, yeah, on no, the edges. Michigan, yeah. On the edges, though. Okay, so yeah. they couldn't walk across. 
No, I don't no, think so. But like wouldn't that. they freeze? Like zombies would we, freeze. Again, we've, we've we talked, discussed, we discussed this last, last podcast. Yeah. And we said, now, if they froze up, what it, would happen in springtime? It would be a little bit like the dog no. poo mm-hmm. issue. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 So in the no. spring. Bunch of zombies and in it, the yard. And it, you know? the snow melts, and all of a sudden you got zombies all over your yeah. yard. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's crazy. Blows my mind. And then would they wake up? It, right. See? There you yeah. go. It'd be yeah. like cryogenic freezing. It would be. Well, if you just kill the zombie king, don't they all die? That's <laughs> Corey, that's, a, that's actually a good question. Is there a zombie king? Or a queen. Let's, or a zombie exactly. president. Do they vote? Do they have a senate? I, these are things that I don't know. Whoa, that's just... I know, it's cra- I know it's crazy. I know it's crazy. But I had they to bring like it up. Vampires, you kill the head, and everybody just falls over and dies. <laughs> you see, towards see this anarchy. See, as far as this explodes. We're, we're, we're trying to stretch zombies this to are a kind of an anarchy. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think by nature, they are. They would. So I should like zombies. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of. Okay, get, I got you. I got you. Huh. But I, I think. I think so would lean towards. Now, spell a good point. The movie called Dead Snow. They don't freeze. Oh really? Yeah. That's like a no zombie. I should move no. over. So Norwegian, and Norwegian also available zombies. on Netflix. Zombies. Like I said, Whoa. we're trying to stretch this to a fourth episode for you, <laughs> so we're gonna leave some unanswered questions. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, should we get Nels in here? He has. Uh, I, I mean, now now we're starting to get like we're talking about fascist zombies. I I know I know, and I again I had to bring it up because we're in Chicago and there's a lot of differences here. So, but um, I think we should probably leave it at this. We could survive here. We yeah, definitely. As long as there's, here, yeah. you know, you don't really need food if you have beer. No, no it's got calories. Yeah. Actually, I proved that uh, the last two days. It's, crazy. <laughs> it's great. I mean, what was I? Li- I think I was no, listening. It might have been Adam Carolla. There was a there was a guy who survived strictly on beer and water for thirty days. A long time. Yeah, it was at uh, least a month. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've read about the Porter diet. And he, and he yeah. lost, like, and he, apparently he lost like 30 or 40 pounds. Imagine yeah. that if you're not. Of course. Yeah, yeah I, I've heard there's some guy that did the di- a diet where he just drank porters oh. and water. There yeah. you go. And apparently it worked really well. I mean, there, you know, you got the carbohydrates. You got, uh, there actually is a very, you know, depending on what you're drinking, there's a small amount of protein. Right. Um, most of it's water. That's healthy. Uh, you know, it, it can take you a long ways. There are some omega Threes in wheat, sure. Barley, so. Yes, but here's the deal, guys. If you listen to our podcast, you learn things. You learn things. You probably it might be know. useless. It might be useless, but it might be useful at some point, right? Small. I mean, more than likely useless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zombie knowledge is good to have. In the remote, <laughs> it's a very minute possibility, but if it does happen, sorry, I had, to, I had to do it. So, <clears throat> I wanted to bring something up that is Minnesota related. Okay, go ahead. Well, Minnesota United related. Um. And it, it's related to Coke being fired. Does Minnesota United have an identity? Yes. And if they don't, does it really matter? There's a reason that I bring this up, because uh, Warshaw from MLS.com says we don't. Do we have an identity at all? And But he said, he also kind of made that argument of, does it really matter if we do? He said that we're kind of one of those teams that's we're right on that cusp yeah. of being a good team. And with the players we have, we might be able to make it work. But is there a point where we're going to have to try to find that? Because, you know, Adrian Heath has done the 4 2 3 1. He's done the 4 3 3 now this year. Yeah. He hasn't, right? He hasn't done the 
three anything yet this year. But does it matter? Do we have to have an identity? Do we have to have an well, identity? Well, and that's that's the thing. It's no, like, do we need one? Having Not having an identity is our identity. Exactly our identity. right. You know what I mean? Jim like, a good point. There's lots of teams that don't, don't have an identity. You don't to it to anybody. You, you just go out there and win. Right. Yeah, yep. Do we have to be Tiki Taka? No. No. Nope. Don't. No. Don't have to be. Barcelona no. roll on the floor. No. When we get touched. No. No, we don't. That was our 2017 identity. Yeah. <laughs> With Ibsen. With Ibsen. Ibsen perfected it. You just look at, from an outsider's perspective, I know this has changed a little bit, especially recently, but where, you know, they, you an outsider, uh, not necessarily a fan of the United, might look at the Loons and say, well, it's an entertaining team to watch because they score goals. They give up goals. Well, guess what? That makes for an entertaining yeah. you know, brand of football. I mean, you know, for me, <laughs> I, I'm kind of the... The one that tries to put a tactical view on everything. Yeah, it's like, you know, are we are we a counterattacking team? I mean, I Heath kind of seems like he wants us David, to be. I don't think it matters. But Angelo can't counterattack. No, I don't. But think it matters. I love Angelo's play. Yeah, but I don't think it matters. Yeah, I mean, sports writers can write that crap about us all they want to. Well, and they're going to because that's but their does job. It, but it doesn't matter. We don't have to have an identity. So, are you saying Bobby Warshaw is an idiot? No. Okay. Good. I'm saying he has to write something because he gets paid to do so. No comment. <laughs> oh, no comment. And of course, before we <laughs> before we get out of here, we always talk about this on our podcast. We either have dogs or kids we or both. noises somewhere. But we have currently the, have an uncooperative. We have an uncooperative dog, dog right now. He's quiet. Spirited yeah. games of bags going on or cornhole. Yes, no, it was we apologize for, for the fact that yeah. somebody might have thought we were getting shot at. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, it was but just we beanbags hitting wood. If it's not my neighbor pressure washing his boat while we're doing podcasts out of my yeah. garage, <laughs> or a dog barking, yeah. or kids screaming, or people playing bags, yeah. it wouldn't be a podcast. That's right. true, and it adds to the it adds to the ambiance. that is our podcast. It'd be boring if it was. Right. right. I mean, we could record out of a studio. We could. That'd be boring, though. Right. Mm. Oh, quick hitter. I mean, this oh. is going 180 here a little bit, but uh, yeah, quick hitter about the, the fact that this most likely will be our last game at SeatGeek Stadium. Yeah. yeah. Not necessarily, yeah. but uh, certainly in, in the ML, MLS capacity. It, it could be. You know, it's so. that's interesting. So I never quickly, really thought about that. They are potentially moving to Soldier Field. They they are moving. They're to moving Soldier Field. Next, next they announced that's next year. They announced okay. it thir- Thursday. Mm-hmm. Oh, this Thursday. Mm-hmm. They announced it. Yeah, they had, uh, two days ago. So okay. yeah, the men's the team is moving to Soldier Field. The women's team is staying at in Bridgeview. Okay. So. Okay. All right. Okay. So that's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, it's our last game seen this. Huh. It's almost depressing because this is unless you want to come down and see a NWSL well, match, right. which I highly recommend. By the yeah. way, well, they're playing tomorrow. They're right? playing yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow at five yeah. o'clock. So if you guys are in town, oh, we'll be on a flight back. Uh, I got it. We'll be we'll be at we'll the be we'll there, be there yeah. tomorrow. Oh, so. oh you guys, you yeah, stars, cool. Yeah. My yeah. liver needs a rest. That's why I took Monday off. From you know, work. you Ugh. don't have to drink when you're in Chicago. <laughs> That's true. yeah, I kind of do actually. It's a fairly okay city if you don't drink. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, no. All the culture, Tony. My culture we, cup we ran talked over about this yesterday. <laughs> okay. Apparently Thursday night, his we, culture cup 
was overflowing. Yeah. It was overflowing. That was with the Willis Tower of all Willis things. Tower, then yeah. the Bean. Mm-hmm. We went to Millennium Park to see yeah. the Bean. We went to uh, Willis Tower. I was like, his culture cup must be really small. Yeah. yeah. It's you, very small. Did you go ride the Ferris wheel? No. Don't. Look see, so, Corey, no. So I don't want to ride the Ferris wheel. So see, the no. culture cup didn't run no, over. No, yes, it did. Is that, yeah, is that down by the Navy Pier? It's at yeah. the end of the pier. Yeah, yeah we've been to the pier a couple times, but we didn't make it there this year. We had... I think you had mentioned the Institute of Art. I we walked right by it. I yeah. would have been happy to go. And in then on. I saw that Rembrandt was going to be there, yeah. and I was like, "Well, that would be pretty cool." But yeah, Tony was not having <laughs> no, any no. more culture. No. And you have the aquarium out there yes. by Soldier Field. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done. I'm, no, I'm, <laughs> and you got the zoo. <laughs> filled it, I filled it Two up. Two zoos. Two zoos. I filled it up. And really, over. this place is cultural. It is. This is. But I'm also drinking. Cheers to that. You know, you got to get your deep dish at, you know, Luma Oh, I've had a deep dish. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yuck. Yeah, you know, I haven't done pizza th- this weekend. What? Mm-hmm. I haven't either. Not in maybe, Chicago? Maybe that's something when to think about really for later. Uh, tomorrow sometime. Okay. What you're actually going? I'll get it. You're get going to the German restaurant, aren't you? With Johnny? I'll get a hold of you in the morning. It's up in the air, but I haven't decided yet. Yeah. So, you guys have anything else to talk about? We should probably get going here. You guys have a concert to go to. Yep. Yeah. Close. And uh, yeah, you guys, Sterling, you got anything? I got nothing. Stevens? No, I'm good. Yeah. Corey and Jen? Uh, there, there was a dog. There, there was go. a dog bark. See, I told you it was going to happen. Wanted to be on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I have nothing. Corey right. and Jen, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having thanks us. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah. Anytime. It's, been great. it's always uh, fun. Of course, Corey, you're always welcome to come on the podcast wherever you want. Jen, not so much. Jen, no. Jen I'm kidding. I'm Jen, kidding. poor wording. Jen. Well, I, I'll say they're both welcome to come on the podcast. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be on in Madison. I'll, yeah, you'll be on Madison. Also, Jen. thank you for legitimatizing us because we actually had people show up and buy beer, which yeah. makes us say, hey, yeah. we had people show up at a podcast recording and bought beer. Yeah. So the brewery can. Make some money off of us yeah. a little bit. And it's good beer. It's it is. Beer. Fantastic. Fantastic. Now, of course, now I have to say some lines because we have sponsors now. Yes. Which is big crazy. Time. Big time. We're big time. Uh, I want to thank, uh, thanks to our sponsor, Golden Gold Press, the best choice for you to get custom shirts, hats, mugs, and other items for just yourself or your organization. Check out their amazing products at a fraction of the price of other places at Golden Gold Press. Dot com. Also, thanks to Roughneck Scarves, official scarf, or official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. So, we're also part of the Beautiful Game Network. We're part of the Beautiful Game Network. Podcast we didn't talk about Minnesota this. Network. Podcast Minnesota. Minnesota Podcast Network. Sorry. Podcast M-I-N-N.com. Beautiful Game Network. That's BGN.FM. Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, anywhere you get your podcast, you can find us. Uh, for myself, Tony Pervenanzi, for David Sterling, Dave Stevens, our guests, Corey and Jen. We'll see you guys in a couple weeks.
It's time to go back to work. There's a lot to do. We have things to make, stuff to build, cargo to ship, customers to serve. So grab a five-hour energy and get ready. For 16 years, through good times and bad, five-hour energy has been there helping hard-working people get stuff done. It's time to go back to work. Let's roll up our sleeves and get going. For more information and to order online, visit 5hourenergy.com. It's time to go back to work. There's a lot to do. We have things to make, stuff to build, cargo to ship, customers to serve. So grab a five-hour energy and get ready. For 16 years, through good times and bad, five-hour energy has been there helping hard-working people get stuff done. It's time to go back to work. Let's roll up our sleeves and get going. For more information and to order online, visit 5hourenergy.com.